Welcome back to Fleetmoot. Today we will talk about sustainable development goals and how and why they should also affect the fleet industry. My name is Hans Dam and I represent Fleet360. Yeah, and I'm Mike Antich, uh, editor of Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm going to be giving the North American perspective. So uh, let's start this conversation about an area that might not be very familiar with a lot of North American uh, viewers, but it's this whole area of sustainable development goals, or it's known as SDG. And this came out of the Rome Agreement in 2019. I was wondering his background or his context for our viewers, Hans, could you give us um, some uh, information on, on what that entails and, and, uh, and how that would, might be implemented in, um, affecting fleet operations in the US and in the European markets? Yeah, more than happy to, and, and I do appreciate that there will be a difference which we will explore in this conversation between Europe and, and the US. So sustainable uh, development goals are really about making this world a better place. You know, it starts with lesser poverty, uh, no hunger, uh, good health and so on, but also diversity, uh, uh, stable economic growth uh, and a better place to live in. Um, clearly, key driver here for directly to fleet is substantially what is the perception of people, greenhouse gases and so on. But the SDGs go a lot further. They also talk about good working environment, taking care of your people, uh, etc. So it's a rather wide scope of in total 17 uh, key areas that companies can focus on to meet those social development uh, or those sustainable uh, development goals. So in terms of fleet, what are, what are the, some of the important key areas that govern uh, and will impact fleet operations? Yeah, you know, what, what we see a lot is that uh, clearly companies focus to reduce their C2 footprint or their greenhouse gas footprint, their NOx footprint and so on, uh, which is great. It's, it's a good step in the, in the right direction. Um, and also with leasing companies, you know, they, they do good reporting on what they have achieved together with the customers to, to further bring this to a, a more acceptable level of, uh, of output. Mm -hmm. Then again, there is, there is an area that is not that well explored and not very well addressed at the moment. And this is, okay, how do you deal then with your own people in the company, but also your, your supply chain? So I'm not sure yes. if that's on top of mind in the U.S. as well, uh, uh, Mike. It's yeah, becoming more so. Yeah. Yeah, with these supply constraints going on, uh, supply chain is uh, uh, starting to gain greater uh, awareness among people and its implications. So in terms of these SDG goals, um, uh, are they voluntary or are these mandates in the European market? No, they are voluntary to a degree when you sign up for those United Nations SDG, that that's a voluntary program. You then need to report on it. So that's not voluntary anymore. Then you have to stick to them and uh, do your reporting based on it. Uh, but uh, to, to, to start a program is on a voluntary basis. Now, of course, with most leasing companies in Europe being part of banks and so on, uh, or, or bigger uh, global conglomerates of, uh, of manufacturers, they are already adhering to many goals uh, for a better world. But the mm -hmm. SDGs, as I said, they go a step further and they also push those suppliers to look at their supply chain. And I think that's one of the, the key challenges uh, still, because if I can expand on it a little bit more, Please. What, what we see is that, you know, when you as a leasing company just only maintain your own economic principles to be more profitable, 
uh, it very often means is that there is a continuous uh, squeeze on your supply chain, being workshops that carry out the maintenance for you and so on. And if you continue to squeeze margins in that uh, direction to either maintain your own cost level or even improve your own profit levels, it does mean that those suppliers have to then rethink their own strategy and, for example, tell their employees, sorry, guys, uh, the rates that we're now getting are less, and therefore you have to either work harder or take less uh, salary. And that can never be the case. That is the, the opposite effect. So, and that's the challenge here. Even applying to what, uh, what materials will be used, what tires will be used, is that tire manufacturer the proper manufacturer to put, uh, to, mount it, to put those tires on, to fit those tires? Because those tire manufacturers could be having a lot rather uh, uh, polluting uh, production process. Uh, same applies for the recycling of oil, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's a lot to it that that you have to uh, to to oversee. Well, and it's, it seems like a daunting task for a fleet manager in order to stay on top of all that. You know, you, I'm procuring tires, but now you know. I need to have responsibility on where, where those tires are made, how they were made, all the way back, I guess, to the rubber plantations uh, and how labor was hired there. Is that correct? Yeah, actually, it is. And, and, and we do, of course, see that as a daunting task. And perhaps we should not over, overstep ourselves here. But what, what is important is that you at least start the dialect now. Start talking mm -hmm. to your provider. Start talking to your leasing companies. Okay, is this on top of your mind? Is this what you are looking at yourself? You know, tell me about it. This is something that you report on. Uh, because in the end, especially when you also work for governments and so on, some of those areas you need to report on a mandatory basis. So even when you are a customer of a leasing company, but you also have a governmental contract, you might be asked those questions. And you have to go back then to your provider to see if they're meeting those objectives. And you have to ask them to go a little bit further in their discussion with you. Okay, and how do you deal with your suppliers? What tires are we fitting? Uh, what uh, oil change programs do we uh, adhere to? Um, very simple stuff. When a leasing company says, no, don't, don't replace the filters of a car yet uh, because I can save some money by doing it 10 or 20,000 kilometers later. It does mean is that the whole, uh, for an internal combustion engine, the whole burning process is less lean and therefore fuel consumption might go up and the pollution goes up. So mm -hmm. all these areas, kind of interact with sustainable development goals. And as you asked, can a fleet manager oversee all of this? No, certainly not. But talk to your suppliers about it. We think that is an important element to do. Yeah, but when you look at the supply chain and you start uh, recommending changes to the companies that are part of your supply chain in order to become more sustainable, uh, have more diversity, uh, be more equitable in the pay for its workers. Those costs ultimately are going to be passed on to you as the end user. Um, what kind of impact is that having on, on corporate margins or is that part of um, this uh, agreement, you know, willing to live with lower profits, lower margins in order to attain these larger societal goals? Yeah, that's that's a key challenge, and and there's you know numerous debates going on on this topic, where you know uh, uh, economic uh, uh, experts are battling around. Okay, so what is the price of a more healthy environment, and who should invest? And mm -hmm. uh, if we all maintain to work on a more economic, self-centered approach, and I know that doesn't sound very pleasant, but it is the case, then we're not going to get there. Uh, only if we're willing to take a lesser margin 
Uh, so don't think about passing on cost yet directly, but you, we can all decide to take uh, and accept uh, a lesser margin. Um, and therefore there is not a big ripple effect to, to push all those costs onto the fleet manager that is actually trying to do the best possible thing. So it's a, it's a fine balance that we need to uh, address. It's not impossible, but as I said, if we continue to maintain a self-centered approach, we're not gonna get there. Right. But this is through the support of your senior management. Uh, you know, they're providing uh, higher budgets to fleet managers in order to compensate for these decreased margins. Is that what's happening in Europe? Yes, yeah, certainly. If you look at the uh, initial electrification, you know, uh, budgets were made available from governments, you know, in their rules and regulations, uh, but also through, through the companies themselves. They clearly have given fleet managers budget to say, okay, we understand the, the battery uh, EV uh, has a higher budget at the moment. We're happy to support that. So at least it gets the industry going. It's, you know, those market leaders, those innovators that bring us the product that we need to have. And that initially it's at a higher cost, but in the end it will create a, a better world for all of us. Hans, are there any companies in Europe that are leading the way in, in uh, adopting SDG goals? Certainly. Um, Interesting, because we had this conversation with uh, Mario Moses uh, in, in Miami at the Global Fleet Conference, uh, where he explained um, their process on how to approach the implementation of the electrification of fleet globally. So probably we can put that into um, this uh, episode yeah. uh, as, as a short uh, clip. So we've ranked our countries on a red, amber, green analysis uh, with some of our external partners. And in Europe already, we have made great headway uh, this past year, moving to electric, and we're moving into the other markets, North America being an amber market, mm -hmm. we're looking at that for next year, and we're excited about it. So we have a big Latin American presence here. What uh, color would be Mexico or Brazil, for instance? So Mexico's amber, Brazil is red, uh, the Latin markets are kind of uh, mostly red and amber, and we're doing our analysis there, Mexico again underway getting ready uh, position to move to some EVs. so thank you all for uh, for watching uh, today's episode uh, if you like what we're doing here uh, please give us a thumbs up or subscribe if you want to be notified for the next uh, episode to be uploaded very good we'll see you in the next episode then